there, listeners. It's PG here with the Patreon preview of our bonus after show, which is a casual roundtable conversation recorded after the main episode. Eric Berlin joins us and we delve into early bad escape room design and ridiculous puzzle design logic. Eric gives us some insight into NPL, the National Puzzlers League, and we also talk about crossword reviewers and how it could be a cautionary tale for David. In this preview, we talk about designing puzzles for kids and Eric gives us some tips for solving crossword puzzles. I've told this story before, but that happened with my niece in an escape room. And I realized later it's because there was a certain puzzle that it was blacklight paint, right? We had never ended up ever finding the blacklight lantern, or maybe we just never bothered to turn it on because my niece just looks at the painting and she goes, this is the dragon. This one's the Pegasus, whatever it was. And I was like, how are you seeing this? I'm looking at it dead on. I'm like, I see nothing. It's just a generic painting of the forest. And she told us later, she goes, look, and from her height, she could kind of see the outline of the paint or like the light. I think what she was seeing was the light shining on the paint from a certain angle from underneath, but she could see it without the black light. And I could see anything. And I was just like, what? I was losing my mind. I was like, how are you seeing this? She's like, it's plain as day. Like it's right there. That's hilarious. (laughs) That's a wonderful story. What I'm always telling people is if you want to design an escape room that is playable for both children and adults, the best tool that you have at your disposal is sight lines. Yes. Because you can make things more or less invisible to adults and very visible to children. And that will give them the ability to kind of have a leg up because adults are not looking to get down on their knees and look under things. And kids don't even have to do that. It's just in plain sight for them if you do it right. I think for her, she's young still, right? So it's not about the aha. She likes having very clear directions of how to solve a puzzle. Mm -hmm. But because for them, it's the magic of seeing, I followed the directions and I got the payoff. Right. And so she likes kind of just seeing it unfold is what I've noticed. She gets a little frustrated when it's a little bit obtuse. Sometimes she figures it out. I think maybe in the next few years, she can graduate on to puzzles where you're kind of making that leap. She is on the right track, though. In the Winston Bream, she really liked that first puzzle where it's just you have a series of shapes and you have to draw one continuous line without crossing them and you have to follow them in a certain order like circle square triangle she really enjoyed stuff like that where it's about following the directions right (laughs) i've got a few other questions that we didn't get to in the main episode they were about crosswords do you have any tips for someone who's looking to get better at solving crosswords I have nothing really fancy to say other than you got to solve a lot of crosswords. <laughs> crosswords have their own language, the crossword ease, the filler kind of words that constructors rely on, the Oreo words. I was about to say crosswords love Oreo cookies. Crosswords love Oreos and they love all kinds of other words that are not quite as well known as Oreo but that you are going to need to know if you want to solve crosswords fast or at all. You you need to know a few important governmental agencies like OSHA, OSHA, and, and this only comes from experience. That's what it comes down to. 
solve puzzles by different editors. The New York Times is not the only crossword puzzle on the planet. There's others, many good ones out there. See what other people are doing. Go try the Wall Street Journal. Go find an independent crossword. Not everybody clues the same way. And there are some different conventions for some rules, right? Like sometimes I get confused by what the clue is trying to say. Sometimes you see this in the Times. I'm not crazy about this kind of clue, but it's like, beat it with an exclamation point. And the answer is egg. These are my least favorite things that the New York Times does. Sometimes it's asking you for a pun, I guess. Certainly, yes. that That's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I see an exclamation point, I usually just move on. And <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'll get some downs and then I'll figure out what nonsense they're demanding of me. I understand the impetus behind it. I mean, it doesn't always have to be dictionary definitions. They want to branch out. That's a way to do it. It's definitely a way to do it. That's the one that I personally struggle with. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it's not to my taste. Others will say it's bad. There's people who have strong feelings about that. I don't have a lot of strong feelings on crosswords, mostly because I I don't feel like I have a firm enough grasp on the medium to go and have hills I'm willing to die on. Listen to the rest of the episode now by becoming a patron today at patreon.com slash roomescapeartist to access our library of over 50 bonus aftershows.